0: Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Our Bibles, please, to... Um... Acts chapter 19, starting in verse 1. Acts chapter 19, starting in verse 1. Let's let's all stand for the reading of God's word. And then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And then they heard. when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about twelve in all. Would you bow your heads with? Gracious Father, I thank you so much for this time that we could come together and worship you. Father, then as we open your word together to know that you are here, and I ask that your spirit would just come amongst us, that it would open our hearts and our minds, and it would just lead us in a direction that only you could lead. Father, to you be the praise and glory in all things. We pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated you want to leave your Bibles open. Um, this is is in the beginning, and what I'm reading about this morning is is in the beginning of that of that third missionary trip that Paul has taken. Um, the end of the second, uh, we were we were hearing about Apollos um, and Apollos being um, a speaker, someone that that God had had called into service. Um, and and that Apollos was actually was was described as as an eloquent uh, eloquent man, mighty in in the Scriptures. Um, he was instructed in the ways of the Lord, but the problem is is that he he only knew up to the point of the baptism of John. He only knew about the baptism of of repentance. He only, he only knew. He had never gotten the memo about, about Jesus Christ. He didn't know um, about anything particularly about, about Jesus. Um, he didn't know about his crucifixion, about his resurrection. Um, he, he had heard or he had not heard that, that we're saved by God's grace. Folks, uh, God's grace... Is what has brought us here today. We're, we're saved through, through God's grace and, and our belief in what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. He was preaching a, a, a baptism of, of repentance, is what, is what Apollo was, Apollos was preaching, until Aquila and Priscilla got a hold of him in the synagogue and brought him out and sat him down and said, Apollos, there's something that you need to know. You need to know about Jesus Christ. You need to know about grace. You need to know what Christ did, did for us on the cross. And, and upon learning the truth, Apollos traveled to Corinth and, and continued to preach the message of, of grace. Um, he continued on. Was it a mistake? Was he preaching something that was wrong? Yes, he was. But, but it was the idea that God had called him into service. He had taken that heart that was ready to preach and, and he let him go. And, and, and as it worked out with, with Aquila and Priscilla, they got to him. They, they gave him the updated version of, of Jesus Christ in, in his life. And that was the message that he was to be, to be bringing to the people. And that pretty much brings us up to date where I'm, where I'm at in the scriptures here. But you know, it's kind of important to, to understand when we start talking about grace and we're talking about Apollos preaching grace, you know, folks, it's the same message that we get today. It, it's not, there's no difference here. It's, it's that message of grace that, that needs to be, it needs to be brought to, to the ears that are just that need to hear this message. We we can, and the church has for so many years gotten stuck down into legalism, and and we don't even we're afraid to do anything because we don't understand. We don't understand grace. We don't understand what what God's grace is in our lives, and 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 what Jesus Christ did for us um, on the cross. Um, when when Paul ran into these disciples at at Ephesus. There was there was twelve disciples there, and they were Apollos' disciples. And it, and it's interesting as he comes to them and 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 uh, he says in in verse two he said to them Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, Holy Spirit, what's a Holy Spirit? We never really even heard it, so much as that there was a Holy Spirit. And, and then Paul asks, he says, well, then what were you baptized into? And they said, we were baptized into John's baptism. And folks, if, if you were to go back to, uh, to John's baptism, actually turn back in your Bibles to Matthew, Matthew chapter three, <clears throat> um, verse 11, where he says, it says this, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Something completely different. Something completely different. And when people were were coming to John, they were... if, if." reading reading the Gospels the people were coming out to John and John was was saying there is someone who is coming after me and who who is so important I'm I'm not even worthy to to tie his shoes to, to strap his sandals I'm not even worthy to do that But here's what I want you to do I want you to be baptized and I want you to be baptized for the repentance of sin because he who is coming after me has got a message for you. And, and he is the one that you need to follow. And, and so this is what people were being baptized into was, was into, was into repentance. A baptism into repentance. Were they saved by this baptism? No. Absolutely not. They were not saved by baptism. They were. They weren't. Uh, um, they weren't saved through this repentance baptism. If, if folks, if if I baptize you, are you saved because I baptized you? No. You see, this is the problem that we run into in the church today because we we feel we have this legalistic edge about us. And, and we feel like there's got to be something that I can do to be saved. There's some, I've, I've got to be able to do something. We don't understand what Jesus Christ did for us. And, and I, I wish I could tell you how many times I've, I've had people say, well, of course I'm a Christian. I'm baptized, ain't I? Well, are, are, you baptized, or are you saved because I baptized you? No. But as a matter of fact, I won't baptize you unless you are saved. Okay. There is no saving grace in in baptism. Because baptism with water never saved anybody. Nobody ever got to heaven because they were baptized with water. It doesn't doesn't work that way. Look at verse 5 again. When these disciples, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people will look at this verse and they'll get it kind of um, uh, mis skewed around, and 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 they'll they'll say, "Well, wait a minute. Maybe what you did was maybe what Paul did is he baptized them the right way. You know, maybe the first time they were sprinkled, the second time he dunked them." No, it didn't have anything to do with the style or the means of of, of baptism. <sighs> what they were missing in their first baptism, folks was Jesus Christ. They were missing Jesus Christ. It didn't matter what they were baptized for in the first place. If Jesus wasn't there, if it wasn't for the sake of Jesus Christ, if you weren't doing it in his name, it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. These disciples actually didn't know Christ. They weren't saved. Well, wait a minute. How can that possibly be? Didn't they know God. We go. Um, folks, there are people that, that I have talked to in my life that when you start talking about salvation, they go, Yeah, I know God. That's no good. I, I don't I don't want to get picky on this, and I can't be picky on this, and I will, but but folks, God the Father. Sent his son to die on a cross, and he did it so that we could say, Yeah, I know God. No, I know Jesus. Because Jesus Christ is the one who makes the difference. Jesus Christ is the one who came, and he is the one who sat on, was strapped to a cross, and his blood was shed for the forgiveness of my sin. Your sin. Nobody else. You see, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance to prepare for the coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who would go to the cross. Without Jesus, folks, we have nothing. We have nothing. And, and it pains me beyond, beyond belief when I hear people talk, trying to talk about salvation and they say, yeah, I know God. No, they don't. Because there's a lot of people out there in 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 other faiths that know God. Is that our God? No. Is Jesus Christ the Son of God to them? No. Is Jesus Christ is a prophet? Maybe. Jesus Christ was a good guy. He was a wise man. But was he the Son of God? No, he wasn't. Folks, we know people in our own families. We know people. Who, who, when you try to bring up the, the the idea of salvation in in our lives, yeah, I know God, I know God, but do you know Jesus Christ? The Bible is point specific on this. If if our salvation was not about Jesus Christ, why is there a New Testament? Why is it there? Why has it become so specific about Jesus Christ? Why has the name of Jesus Christ become such, such a hated name and word in this society today? Because salvation comes through Him. Salvation through through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Whew. Each and every one of us is born into sin. And, and without Jesus Christ, we're lost. We're lost. Many people, and I I know and I I speak out of this from from experience, that many people believe that that there is a God. And when they say that, yes, there's God, they realize that they can't look at all of creation around them and, and realize that maybe this didn't all happen from a puddle of goo or maybe this didn't all happen just by a big bang and 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 all of a sudden the world was there and they believe that there has to be a, a there has to be an intelligent design here and and we're satisfied with that but folks that's not really it we're talking about something much more specific than this and we're talking about Jesus Christ just because you would say i think that there might be an intelligence out there that has created the heavens and the earth. I think there might be. That is, they're lost. Folks, let's be honest about this. It's about Jesus Christ. That's what this baptism was all about. They had been baptized. They knew God. Did they know Jesus? No, they didn't. They were lost. They were lost. You see, folks, Baptism is works. It's works. Flip over in your Bible to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved. Through faith. And that not of yourselves... It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Folks, we're saved through God's grace, through the gift of Jesus Christ in our life and our belief in what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. That's it. There is no other way. A a, a passing belief that there might be intelligent design in, in the universe. Folks, does not make you Christian. There's only one thing that makes you Christian. A belief in Jesus Christ and what Jesus has done for us. Not a passing belief in in God. Folks, we have become so passive in our, in our belief, our Christian belief in this country. We'll almost take anything. We we listen to a movie star who would stand up and say, "Yeah, you know, I think there must be a God." Wow, he's Christian. Uh (laughs) No, Does he know Jesus as his personal Savior? See, no one ever made it to to heaven through through works. We're saved by grace, folks. I I can't. I can't. I, I, I know we got communion flip over in your bibles to 1 Thessalonians 2 1 Thessalonians 2 in verses 19 and 20 and I I don't know as I sat this morning I had a time here this morning and and it I sat up here and, and this, this verse, this verse is something that I just knew needed to be read today. Because it's, it's about my heart. <laughs> this is about, this is going to be, maybe this will be selfish, I don't know. This is about my heart. Because the burden that I carry is, is, beyond, is beyond imagination. Because my burden that I carry is for you. It's for you. I, I go around and I shake hands and, and before the services. And you know something, folks, I love you. I really do. I, I, can't, help, I can't help it. And, and, and I don't have a, a, an ill will for, for a person who's sitting in this congregation. I just don't. You can't do that. But look what, look what this says in verses 19 and 20. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? For you are our glory and joy. Folks, it's, it's you. Do you want to give me joy? Do you want me to, to know the, 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 the glory and joy that is you? It's when I see you in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to know that you've been saved. And, and to for, to sit back and to say, Oh, you don't, I, all I thought it was was something about God. I, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize, I thought if I, if I believed in a God, yeah, that's, that's great. No. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about Him. And, and folks without Him, we have absolutely nothing. Nothing. This is as good as it gets. No. No, we have Jesus. We have Jesus. And we can spend eternity with Jesus Christ. And there will be no greater joy in my life than when I come and I see Him at His coming and I look over there and there you are, right before the Lord. That is joy. And that is the burden that you carry, but it's a beautiful burden to know that I can tell you the truth and that you'd be in His presence one day. How awesome that is. Amen. I don't know what else to say, but that's why we're here. that's why we're here. We're not here as a substitute for lunch for later on. We're, we're, we're not here to give you something to do because, because there's nothing good on TV on Sunday mornings. We're here to worship the Lord, and I'm here and I'm here to tell you about Jesus. Right. You know when we come to the table, we've got to do this. Quit, quit talking so much. Well, yeah, we gotta, we gotta go to the Lord's here. When, when we do this, folks, when you realize, when you sit and realize for just a moment what Jesus Christ has done for you. You know, that, that scripture says in, in Ephesians that you're not saved by works. Because if you were saved by works, you could boast about it. Hey, look what I did. I'm going to heaven because of what I did. Uh-uh. Humility. What Jesus did for me, I didn't deserve. And what He did for you, you didn't deserve. Believe me. Believe me. We're all sinners. We were born into sin. And, and so, that true relationship with Jesus Christ is only done through humility. It really is. To know that it's not deserved. You didn't earn it. There ain't a thing you could do. But you could take the gift that God has given you And you can believe in what Jesus Christ did. And so when we come to this table today, do it with humility and understand the gift that Jesus Christ gave you. He gave this to you. When he went to the cross, he could have called your name from that cross. He knows you. Humility, that's that's really what this is about. On the night that Jesus was betrayed in that upper room with his disciples. After finishing the Passover meal, Jesus knew He knew what was coming. And, and he took the bread. He took that bread. And he gave thanks to the Father. He tore the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. Eat this, and when you do, do it in remembrance of me. After the bread, oh, he took the cup. And again, giving thanks to the Father, he said, This cup is my blood of the new covenant, which is given to you and to many for the forgiveness of sin. Drink this, and when you do, do this in remembrance of me in remembrance of what I'm doing for you. This is the one sacrament, folks, that we do until he returns. There's a reason for this. It's to come before him and to know what he's done. What a glorious God we serve. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I I give you thanks. You're such an awesome God. And, and we, we don't deserve what you've done for us. But you did it anyway. Because you love us. And you're looking forward to that day when we can all be together. And I know that. And we all know that. And as we come to your table this morning, Father, I would ask that, that you would touch each heart that's here. To understand what you have done for each of us. Father, let us not boast on on who we are or what we've accomplished in life, but let us come to your table on humble knees, realizing that we're lost without you, without Jesus, we have nothing. And so, Father, we ask out of these common elements, this bread and this juice, that you would bless this. And, And through it all, it would become the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior. And in all of this, we'll give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. With those who are serving, Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word. And ushers, would you please come forward?